0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Motier, and I'm here today with Jeremy Langley, Portfolio Chief Marketing Officer for the Marketing Center. How are you, Jeremy?
1: I'm excellent. Thank you.
0: Good. So today we will be talking about the six lessons you've learned in B2B marketing, which is an article that you published recently. But before we go into details, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself as well as the marketing center and your role within the organization? Sure.
1: So my background, I've spent the last 20 years in uh, SaaS technology, mainly in commercial leadership roles. And those have ranged from managing director roles, chief commercial officer uh, to CMO roles. So I don't come to marketing through a kind of classic marketing background, although that's where I now focus my portfolio career and certainly where I spent the majority of the last 10 years. What I do now is I work with a number of small, mid midsize, usually tech businesses uh, to help them accelerate their growth, really through two things, which is uh, sort of strategy development and then the classic marketing mix. So my experience is mainly in scale-ups. Okay. I spent some time working to we help build a business from startup to a revenue of $100 million in Europe, mostly private equity focused. Um, and what all that means is that I see marketing from both sides. I've seen marketing from both sides as a customer running a hungry sales organization uh, and also as a supplier of marketing services within an organization. Um, and having worked so closely with private equity for a long time, I'm also used to the demands of, a, uh, I guess, of a data-hungry
0: audience. Yes, yes. And I think you've been a, uh, I guess your article is transpiring that, uh, that experience and, and, and the fact that you've, you understand what marketing's mean from a CEO perspective, a CFO perspective, a head of sales perspective, which is, which make it interesting and, and, and a good read. Um, so through your marketing journey, I'm sure you've had many lessons, many successes, many mistakes that you've made and, Obviously, the article that you, you, you wrote was about the six lessons that you've learned in B2B marketing. As I'm sure that some of our audience today have not read that article, would you mind sharing with us what are the six lessons that you've learned in B2B marketing?
1: Sure. And I won't go through them in any detail, but I'll give you the kind of headlines of each of them. And I think for me, I've always, leaded, success is not a terribly good teacher, right? So you don't tend to take the time to reflect on your success. Whereas certainly I know I, I would take time to, to, to reflect on my mistakes. and. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's uh, why I kind of think I have a, a wealth of them. And I also think it's important that marketing in particular is a process of making mistakes and learning from an, from an analytics perspective. So the six lessons are mistake number one, I, I've articulated as being asking your non-marketing marketing boss, typically your chief exec, to define your role <laughs> and, and its measures. Yeah. Been there. Yeah, we do it. We, we're so grateful for the job um, sometimes that when somebody says, this is what I expect of you, we, we, we just ask how high. Um, and that's, I think that's where the, the problem starts. Mistake number two is taking every penny of budget you can get. So typically, as a marketing director, you feel happier when you've got a huge budget than when you have a medium or a small budget. I'm not sure that's always the right approach. Mistake number three is not bringing your chief financial officer on board or your finance director, whoever you, you kind of, your financial peer is, and somehow seeing them as being the enemy. Mistake number four, which I think we're going to talk about, which is nobody cares about your MQLs. Mistake number five is the kind of handing off to sales mentality that you see a lot in marketers who orient themselves primarily around demand gen. Number six is marketing for the organization you think you should have. And that's really one that's consistent for me, which is, you know, you you have great marketing ideas, you're doing some amazing things. You're so pleased with yourself about the quality of what you do that actually you forget that your channel to market is often through an organization who might not be operating at the same level you do. And so your marketing efforts will fall flat. And quite often, we like to blame our peers and our colleagues for that. But the reality is that's always your fault. So those are the six mistakes.
0: Okay. That's quite interesting the way you look at it again. you know, Coming back to the point I formulated earlier, you speak about the CEO, the expectation, the CFO, which are probably the people that tend to have an interesting relationship with marketing because uh, we tend to see marketing professional as or they tend to see professional in marketing as a cost and and liking to spend money. So, but if we were to look at the six lessons that you've learned or the six mistakes that you've made and that you you probably believe people are easily making at the moment or or will make in the future, which one for you is the most common one?
1: I think it's probably mistake number one, which is why I put it there, which is letting your non-marketing boss to define your role. I'm not sure it's the worst one, but I think that, well, I I don't think I believe quite strongly that this perhaps is the difference between marketing leadership and marketing management. Marketing leaders' role is extremely wide, but most marketing leaders are working for for chief execs who are really driven only by one thing, which is right. So you find yourself being pushed into defining your role just in terms of the stuff that can be strictly measured, which is demand generation. And I think once you find yourself in that, that's your job. And we can argue that ultimately that is the job of marketing, marketing director, and ultimately is an important word. But once you find yourself in that bucket of being solely focused on demand generation, then it's very, very hard to get out of that. So the, the number one advice I give when I'm mentoring people who are moving into marketing director's role is spend time at the beginning of your role, spend time when you meet a new chief, chief executive, telling them what your job, what you believe your job is. Yeah. Be
0: foolish. As you, as you, as you, which, you absolutely, yes, but I do like absolutely. it. I do like it because it's uh it's almost like challenging the management and 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 some of the the advice that you you put in the article about looking at KPIs or looking at uh, objectives in a different way. Speaking about yes. customer retention, speaking about increasing average deal value, speaking about increasing conversion rate. But people probably look at you like you are. Some sort of an alien, because there are ways well, that marketing guy telling you that he can help us to increase conversion rate from sales. And I think I think that's a good way to go about it, because when you challenge, usually that's when people start to listen to you. And uh, that's where you can start to drive your own destiny. So it's uh, definitely insightful. Yes. So coming back to lesson number four, and you are right. This is the one that caught my attention. When you mentioned that no one cares about your MQLs, uh, that's a bit of a bold statement. But it would be great if you can just elaborate a little bit more on that point for our audience.
1: Yeah, I I think we intuitively know this as marketers. We know that nobody cares. But I think there's a couple of challenges that make us overly focused on it. First of all, most senior marketers know that for most of their customers, whether that be an investor or a chief exec, marketing is something of a dark art. And for that reason, it's the same reason that most chief execs, if you look at satisfaction surveys of marketing leaders... Mm -hmm marketing leaders often are at the bottom of chief exec satisfaction ratings yeah so chief execs have a fairly dim view of their marketing organization and their leader and and we know that there are some differences there are some really awesome chief execs and some fantastic marketers who are lockstep together but for most marketing is a sort of necessary evil now if you add to that background the fact that new marketing tools and channels have opened up the possibility of really in-depth, detailed analytics and a great, far greater level of transparency around marketing does. And for me, those two things to go, come together to, to form what, what you could call a desperate geek. And, and what I mean by that is that we are so desperate to prove our value. And there are yeah. so many different analytics that we think, we hope, help us to prove that value that we basically throw it all on the boardroom table in an attempt to prove how amazing we are, right? And uh, this is our contribution. So what I've seen time and time again is marketing leaders who overwhelm, you look at a typical board report with data on the Mm -hmm. entire pipeline, you know, they've got website stats, landing page performance, event attendance stats, TQLs, AQLs, SQLs, and so on. Yeah, because we just want to, it's like sort of like like little dogs asking for attention and approval. And in my experience, the MQL sort of is the ultimate representation of that futile effort. Now I'm not saying that marketing qualified leads aren't important. They are incredibly important, and they really represent a, a critical stage of pipeline of pipeline development. We know that they're they're that, that point of are you delivering me qualified potential opportunities, whatever, however you define the MQL. But until you you know my general view is until you are able to reliably demonstrate the correlation between your MQL and booked revenue. So that the MQL number, MQL number means something to an investor or a chief exec, or they can take an MQL number and work out what it's likely to mean. I, I think you should just shut up about it. And I would say the same about a lot of marketing metrics. So the, the function of an MQL is a, as, as a predictive indicator of future sales success. That's what it does. And if you aren't able to demonstrate a correlation or a causation, ideally, between an MQL and how sales at least how part of how sales is going to do within the next three, six, nine months, depending on how long your sales cycle is then then why bother?
0: absolutely yeah. so so I guess the point that you are making is that you can you can disguise the mqL or you don't need to speak about the mQL but you need to speak about what happened after the mqL in the life cycle of the opportunity. So what are we talking about here are we talking about meetings we're we talking about pipeline, are we talking about revenue? How do you get the attention because as a marketing person, I think it's extremely difficult to speak about revenue, because technically the revenue should be led by sale. There could be an argument that a contribution to pipeline, a certain percentage of the pipeline should come from marketing and all that. But before I develop on that point, I'd like to get your thoughts in terms of what you think resonates, or if you had to give advice to to marketing directors that are listening to us, what do you think resonates the most at the board table from your experience in terms of metrics to because you still have to prove that you are delivering something for the business, right?
1: You do. So I'm going to swerve the question a little bit by saying that I think that the answer to that question sits around the boardroom table. So when, when, you, take on a new, when you take on a new role, my advice is you talk to your chief exec and the board members, as, if that's relevant, about what they think matters. There's two things I would suggest you do. So first of all, talk to them about what matters. And for a lot yes. of chief execs, it is meetings yeah, because no one likes to see a sales team that isn't busy. So maybe it's opportunities, maybe it's pipeline growth, maybe it's meetings, but, but talk to your chief exec and find out what they think is the number that they feel most closely correlates future sales success and what marketing does and, and focus on that. Yeah? The second mm-hmm. thing is, I think one of the things that you could do if you are going to stay focused on MQLs is to edu- educate your uh, fellow board members or executive members on what you think an expected correlation between an MQL and close one revenue is. Yeah. Okay. So, so if we are doing well, this not much MQL will deliver this much close one revenue based on this benchmark formula. So there's a value, there's a value there for benchmark data yeah, and okay. benchmark data. But I think ultimately the answer to that question sits with the chief executive. You know, what, what number do you think most close, closely correlates? How do I take my pipeline analytics and, and get as close as I can to the number that matters? You also said something that I probably would challenge, which is, you know, the, the idea that ultimately marketing, because it goes back to, to a sort of my handoff point, that the idea that marketing deliver MQLs and whether sales succeed or not is, is sort of up to sales. That's as an assumption that I would challenge. And because at the end of the day, you can't sit in front of a chief exec and say, well, I did my bit. I did my MQLs, but they didn't close. Yeah, well, you, are, you are
0: just giving me a, a golden bridge to my next question. So thank you very much for that, Jeremy. One of the, the other lessons that uh, that I, I, I did like or enjoy reading about in a in the article is about marketing kind of thinking or potentially thinking that their job is done when they end off leads or MQLs to their sales team. Okay, so to your point and to the challenge, uh, why is it so important that marketing also cares about customer experience and what happens after in the sales process?
1: I think all these things kind of fit together, right? So if you're working in an organization that sees the role of marketing in a very narrow sense, then mm-hmm. you, you already have a problem. And I think for me the handoff is probably the symptom of ten thousand other things that are problematic. Firstly, the the handoff question comes down to what's the purpose of marketing. Yeah. Okay. For me, the purpose of marketing is to build the product that the customer wants to buy. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. we accept that the product is the combination of the good or the service itself and the experience of buying it, the role of marketing is to ensure that the business in its entirety delivers what customers want in a way that they want to buy it. Now, that means that the role of marketing is kind of systemic, right? So you need to bring all of your knowledge about the customer, the market, your product, and your competitors, and the customer experience to produce something that business wants. So how did, let's bring that back to the handoff. So the, the handoff reinforces the idea that you only do a very narrow thing, which is you generate uh, qualified opportunities that sales then go and close. Um, but that's not the purpose of marketing leadership. The personal marketing leadership is to understand the entire customer experience, the entire buying process all the way through. So the first reason why I would say it's a bad idea to handoff is because you're missing a golden opportunity to understand how your business does the customer experience. The other okay. reason I think that it's important that you don't think about handoffs is because Quite often what I've seen is marketing leaders who think that their job is to fill the funnel at the top of the funnel, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's often, that's really hard. You know, the hardest lever to drive growth is with new opportunities. One really good way of driving growth is through improving the conversion of opportunities that are already in the funnel, you know? Sure. So if you if you are focused in, entirely just on this idea of MQLs and then handoffs, you're missing a massive opportunity for growth, which is about how are you optimising the transit of opportunities through the entire funnel. What's the conversion rate? How are sales equipped, etc. So for me, the handoff is a divisive way of thinking about it. And it, it, what, what that leads to is that kind of conversation every marketing leader and every sales leader has ever had, which is either salespeople are rubbish and are not closing my leads
0: or marketing has delivered unqualified opportunities that are not closable. So that, that that makes perfect sense. Can you share with us success stories of companies or marketing team that, that have done just that? And and how do you go about it as well? Because once it goes to the sales side of the, of the business to keep an eye on things, how do you, what are the techniques or what is the, the recurrence or how do you work with the sales team to just keep an eye on things and how things are progressing?
1: So I think the first thing is that you need the sales director to know that you're on their side. Yeah. yeah. And you need to know, you need the sales director to know that you're never going to throw them under the, the bus and that you, part of your role is to ensure that he or she is as wealthy and successful as possible. Yeah. So my job is to make you successful. Yeah. The way that I do that is by understanding the entire sales cycle and looking for opportunities, let's call them marginal gains, throughout the entire sales cycle to optimise the conversion of the opportunity. I do that by really focusing on the customer. Okay. So I think that's the first place you start. The second place you then you start is measurement. Yeah. So you, you have your analytics and the third place you actually do is to shop the experience yourself. Yeah, that's why you follow your own leads Through you, you, you shot the experience yourself, and you understand what it's like. And you're continually looking for all those small gains through the funnel. And I think where I where have I seen that work really well? So I can't think of a particular because I don't understand necessarily what's behind the scenes in every organisation.
0: Yeah, sure, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate.
1: That. But what I do see is that the brands that do really well are in B two B, in particular, are those that understand that their job isn't just to sell a product; it's to make. Mm-hmm customers great at what they do yeah so all the way through the sales cycle you're doing two things you're making the process fast and frictionless and you're making the process as high value for your prospects as possible so get on board with sales use analytics to understand the, the conversion from sales stage to sales stage shop the customer experience yourself and and look for 10,000 tiny marginal gains to optimize that customer that customer journey
0: okay well, thanks for that, Jeremy. I really appreciate uh, your time and, and insight on the, on the question that I had for you today and, and going into the details of the, the article you wrote. So if any of our audience would like to get in touch with you, connect with you, speak to you, meet with you, what's the best way to get all of Jeremy Longley?
1: LinkedIn. And I'm always happy to talk to fellow marketers. So I'd love to talk to them actually because you know, we can collaborate and aggregate all the mistakes we've made and hopefully make less of them. Um, So (laughs) if if anyone does want to uh, contact me on LinkedIn, I'd love it. Um,
0: Feel free to do so. Yeah, and I I would encourage anyone who's listening to us to find you on LinkedIn, find that article that you wrote about the six lessons that you've learned in B2B marketing and read it. It's a good read. Many thanks once again, Jeremy. It was great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Ray.
1: Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net.
0: You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.